What's up? It's Andrea. Today, we have a cool new term for nebulous mystery cloud. Troy levels up to the psychology final boss, and we ask the question, why aren't there any adults to watch over Timothy? Come be super nerds with us. Welcome to the TNG Podcast, the number one place in the Alpha Quadrant to geek out about all things Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm your co-host, Sharice. Hey, I'm your co-host, Andrea. Sharice, today we're talking Season 5, Episode 11, entitled Hero Worship. This episode was written by Hilary J. Bader and directed by a little someone we might know as Patrick Stewart. Wow, this is his part two, huh? This is. This this one's a lot better than the last one. Which one was the first one that he directed? I don't remember. I don't remember. It was the one, it was the one where they, I don't remember the main plot, but the B plot was like those, those like warp bubble things they had to fly through. And when oh, they would hit them, it would like damage the ship. Do you remember? And like the lady got right. sunk into the ship. Oh, the half body one. Yeah. Half, all of the things we're describing, by the way, are the total B plot that took up like five minutes of the whole episode. <laughs> so the real yes, episode is about to, something completely different. And then they had to like fly the ship to the end like on manual and Patrick Stewart was in a shuttle and they were like following him through the shuttle yeah yeah that's right okay well whatever this one's great this is a great episode (laughs) so in this episode data helps the only survivor of a wrecked ship a child cope with the loss of his parents what are your initial thoughts on this Wow, that description was so much shorter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, I I remembered this one being both sweet and sad because it involved yet another orphan. So that was kind of going yeah. into it. I just remember it being like sweet and sad. And at the end, I was like, yep, that's it. It's sweet and sad. Sounds, that about, is sad, sounds about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it what really is. Um, I remember this episode. I remember that like the specific moment, like where that little boy is mimicking data's mannerisms in mm-hmm. order to like not cope with like some sort of big loss, like his mom died or something. And I remember him like turning his head, like an Android and using Android language, but that's about it. But I mean, I think that's sort of like encapsulates most of like what's happening in this mm-hmm. episode, but I do remember that, but I don't remember like the specifics of like, why did his mom die? Like, I, I actually thought it was that one where From season one. Yes, where the boy, like his mom dies on yes. an away mission. And like, yes, that was back the as one a ghost. I, yeah. Yes, that's the one I thought this was. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, we already did that one a while ago. I think that was like season yes. two, maybe. Yeah. And when yeah, we yeah. did that one, I thought it was this one. And the whole time, because <laughs> we mentioned that in that episode where I was like, oh, I thought this was the one when the kid like starts emulating data, but that's not what happens at all. There's like a ghost, but it's not a ghost. It's an alien. Yeah, guys, go back and watch that episode. Um, That was a fun one. That was <laughs> a fun one. Weird maybe, and great. Maybe bookmark that episode with this episode and watch yourself a little two-parter, like a yeah. little orphan two-parter. So you, know? you, like us, can never get these two things straight. So that'll be perfect. You'll always confuse the two episodes just like we do. See, I saw this one and I was like, oh, is this the one where that kid's mom dies and it's an alien or a ghost or a something? <laughs> like we both are like crossing our wires so hard. Um, okay. I do have a little bit of trivia, but I'll sort of sprinkle that in as we go. Um, so the Enterprise arrives at some designated coordinates at this black cluster and mm-hmm. they're scanning for the Vico, which is a Federation ship. Um, but it disappeared like some time ago with no trace. I love that they call it a black cluster. I think that is so cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a very cool. It's not a nebula. Yeah. It's a very cool name. And after watching this entire episode thoroughly, I still don't know what it is. I don't get it. <laughs> I, at no point did I comprehend what they were describing. Even when they said proto stars exploded and then there's gravitational forces and there's swirly things. I was still like, I don't. 
I still don't get like it. <laughs> a star graveyard, maybe like mm. where, where stars like go supernova or they collapse into themselves and They'd something, something, together. something, something nebula black cluster. Yeah. <laughs> and in conclusion, science. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming to our TED talk about black clusters. <laughs> yeah. It's a really cool name though. You're right. It's not a black hole. I like how they mixed it up. It probably would have been, I mean, I don't know why this couldn't have just been a nebula. I guess it could have just been a really unique nebula that has some strange properties, but they wanted to mix it up and make it a totally different thing. I'm glad they did because oh. it set the tone for the entire episode. This B plot is this mystery of what happened to the Vico. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, I love how the A plot and B plot totally align and make yes. perfect sense together. Yes. Like That to me just felt so good in my heart. It felt like you mean one Loxana Troy is not marrying some dude who's about to die? Like, come on, come on. <laughs> or finding also, a chest with Ferengi, a face in the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> All while like the Klingons are trying to start some shit as they always do. And like, then there's the virus that's going to kill everybody on this planet if we don't get the antidote there in the next 10 minutes. Come on, Beverly. <laughs> Think yeah. faster, Beverly. Yes, that's pretty much. You know what we should do is we should make a mashup episodes of all the shit B plots. <laughs> Just make like yeah. B plot soup. Yes, <laughs> and we could be like guess a the episode. That, yes, that's a that's a that's a really fun idea. I think we should totally do that. Um, <laughs> a soup I, that nobody yeah. want to eat. A soup that no one wants to eat. I was gonna say that, but then you said and make it fun, and then I was like, yeah, let, let, let's do that, and make it fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I I love this idea of the Black Cluster. I love the name of the Vico. That's just such a cool name for a ship. Mm-hmm, like, whoever mm-hmm. was doing the naming was just on it. They've been on it for a while. Like, these names have been great, except for Rasmussen. That was garbage, but all the other names yeah, are great. Yeah. Berlinghoff Rasmussen? Yeah, both of the... Okay, <laughs> those two words shouldn't exist at all, but if they do exist, they should not exist with no words between them. Okay. Like there mm-hmm. needs to be words between words like that. I will say, I agreed with you on the Vico thing. A lot of the Federation ships are named after like characteristics that you would want in a person or a ship, like enterprising or intep- intrepid or Voyager. Like, vo- you know, exactly. Vico is very clearly like named after somebody or mm-hmm. some place, mm-hmm. right. That has some significance. And I love to picture like, what's the backstory? Like who was Vico, you know, cause they named the shuttlecrafts after pioneering scientists all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. It stood out to me where I was like, Vico, that's not a word I've heard like for a ship. So mm-hmm. I did think that was kind of cool too. Um, well they find the Vico, but it seems to be adrift and Holy crap. It's like, blown away at the mm-hmm. top like the saucer section is like in half and whoever made the model for the vico did a fabulous job mm-hmm. because like the metal was like warped and like kind of like an explode you know like you would explode metal mm-hmm. like it's all twisted and warped and there's like you know like lights kind of flickering off and on i was like damn something bad happened to this ship yeah to me um, it looked yeah. like someone took a bite out of the bridge that's what it looked like when you saw yes. this ship floating in space next to the Enterprise. It looked like a big bite had just been taken out. And you just see like the interior of the ship and just wires frayed and everything. And it's it's bad. It's bad. We're like, something has gone down and it is not cool. And on the Enterprise, they're trying to link up with the ship and figure out what happened to the ship. They're trying to find the ship's black box by connecting the computer on the Enterprise to the computer on the Vico. And they're saying, we can't do it because all the emergency bulkheads have dropped because it's an emergency. So they've all closed. And now this is a thing, I guess the metal in the bulkheads is so strong that you can't penetrate them with these 
scanning lasers or whatever. The computer can't penetrate them. Sensors can't yeah. penetrate it. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of um, a security issue. Like you should, yes, be, if, there right? is, if emergency bulkheads drop, you should be able to freaking use sensors through those emergency bulkheads. Cause there's an emergency. The sensors should be extra good. So you know what's going on on both sides of those bulkheads. You So you can get life signs. You should be able to beam people in and out of those things. Like to me, that's a major design flaw. And these ships need to be taken back to Utopia Planitia because what the F. Um, but that's a thing. So they can't access anything or know if there's any survivors. So the only solution is to send an away team to the Vico physically to see if there's any survivors and to try to get the information off of the Vico's computers. Yes. The problem with this is that the Vico, again, as we just mentioned, is in emergency shutdown mode and has a big bite taken out of the bridge. So if you move a paperclip wrong on this ship, it's going to all fall apart and collapse and be done. So I was just like, "Mm, I don't like this scenario. (laughs) Yeah, let's put some very, very fragile lives on this ship. And as you said, I mean, you said it perfectly. If you so much as move a paperclip, if you sneeze, mm-hmm. the whole thing comes down. Yeah. Maybe let's not have our senior bridge crew all racing to get over there. Like yeah. this is not, this a is great why idea. we need, this is why we need like probes, probes that are like, and maybe fingers and stuff like that. Yeah. Probes yeah, that can like, kind of move things and assess things and sense things, but we don't have yes. that at that point. No one's even thought of the word droid at this point <laughs> besides yeah. the android of data no one's thought of like these little actually no we did have exocomps but that that ended up being um but a that bad was idea. wesley's idea and so picard wasn't having any of that shit that was, <laughs> he was like that wasn't wesley's idea that was some other scientists invented them and then oh, they that's became right. sentient that's um, right that's right yeah. oh, that's right so that maybe, guy who got what was coming to him when the uh-huh. exocomps got pissed and oh, shocked yeah. him back oh yeah <laughs> so maybe Human life is the only way to go here, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, that's what they do. They they beam over their very precious board, you know, um, ship uh, bridge crew. Like Data and Jordy and, and, Riker. and Riker or something. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they kind of go through the ship. And one of the things that was really cool. Okay. So I don't know what you thought about the set, but I thought the set was very cool. Um, totally. I didn't have much to say about it besides it was just very cool. Like it was kind of broken it. apart. I love the distressed ship look. Things are falling apart. Mm-hmm. Bulkheads are like all whatever. There's like steam coming mm-hmm. out of some corner where there's not supposed to be steam. Like I would love to work set deck. We've talked about this a bunch, but like my dream gig for set deck would be something like this, like a ship that's falling apart or something like stranger things. When you go into the upside down mm-hmm. or even stranger things in general, just because like the eighties, like you got to yeah. like have an eye to find things that would be right on. Right. But like they tell a whole story without saying anything. We don't know what happened to the Vico, but we know that she's in a bad, bad way. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. as they're scanning around, there's a little boy who's a survivor. And it's like, Oh dear God. Like a, a for how many survived. days has this kid been pinned under a beam? We don't even know. Yes. By the way, he doesn't look none too injured. He just looks bored. Did you notice that? Like he's kind of laying on his stomach, like with his hand up on his, like, he's got his elbow on the ground and his hand like resting, you know, his chin is resting on his hand. And I was like, he looks like he's just like waiting to get picked up from school. (laughs) He just looks really bored. But I understand in deep trauma like that, you can kind of go like flat and catatonic-y. So I was like, you know, who knows? He didn't seem bored to me, but what did like strike me as odd 
is that um, when Data lifts the beam off of him, he just like gets up and runs away. He just, he just and I just thought away like a grasshopper. Yeah, I, was I like, thought if I, the I beam had fallen on you, wouldn't something be crushed? I feel like something would be crushed. But I guess what they're trying to say is he was pinned, but in no way injured whatsoever. Which to me was like, well, but lucky to be kid. honest. The Vico has been like radio silent and missing for God knows how many days, yeah. right? He and be so hungry, listen, dehydrated. I don't know. Listen, you you lay in a position long enough and you're gonna get stiff. And he was like, dee, 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 like as soon as Dana <laughs> lifted the beam, it was like I needed like the little scampering sound from like Looney Tunes or something, mm-hmm. or like the Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I'm gonna pop in the Scooby-Doo sound because he's just like you know, he, he, he scampered out of there so fast, which was a good thing because everything was falling apart. But yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, wouldn't he be like staggering and something, but all right. So things are looking pretty sketchy. Um, they try to beam the kid out of sickbay, but there's too much interference. So it was kind of this cool look where like Beverly's in sickbay looking at like the med bed mm-hmm. and like the kid is like, he appears and then just kind of like phasing in and out of the screen. Yeah. And I wrote, Oh look, it's Schrodinger's boy. <laughs> like you're there. You're not there. You're there. You're not there. Um, which is a reference to Schrodinger's cat, which is a thought experiment that Schrodinger made about a cat in a box that could be simultaneously alive and dead. And I'm telling you, we spent a long time in chemistry and physics talking about it and it still doesn't make any sense to me. So there there's that, <laughs> but, but I was like, he's there. He's not there. Okay. He's Schrodinger's boy. So data does say like, Hey, I'm going to lift the beam off. Um, but the ship is going to be too unstable. So like maybe everybody else can leave and I can be left here because I'm the only one who can do it. And I will say data is really great with the kid. He's calm because, you know, he has no emotion. Mm -hmm. He checks for understanding. So the boy knows what's about to happen. He's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to lift the beam and it's going to make things unstable. You're going to have to get out of here as quickly as possible. Do you understand me? And the boy was like, okay. And then he says, it will be okay. And the kid's like, Okay, thanks. You know, like that mm-hmm. was actually, I was like, this is perfect mm-hmm. because the last thing you need is Jordy tucking and rolling under a door going, go, go, go. You know, like <laughs> that's the natural reaction. But the boy mm-hmm. already was like traumatized. So, like that, I like that he checked for understanding. Like that. Yeah. It always bugged me that when I was a kid, people wouldn't be too concerned as to whether like I understood what was happening or not. They'd be like, whatever, it's fine. I was like, no, but I, but I want to know. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, yay, Data. Yeah, Data was amazing with this kid from beginning to end. This entire episode was just like, to me, it was kind of like Data's second chance to be a parent, but yeah. but like a little bit in reverse, right? Because with Lol, he was teaching Lol to be human. And here, as we're going to see a little bit later, Picard orders him to teach Timothy how to be an android. So mm-hmm. it's it's like a little bit different, but also similar. So I felt like Data got another kind of shot at that being that fatherly role model, which was really, really sweet and beautiful. And he did like a great job. Um, so also the, the reason why he had to lift the beam and run out or whatever is because the emergency bulkheads, yada, yada shields. So they had to run to some other part of the ship where there was fewer, less metallic interference. So they could beam them both off and they were beamed off in the nick of time, just as a huge beam comes down and almost brains them both. So, yeah. you know, we're relieved that they're both in, um, they're both okay. And the next scene we see them in sick bay um, and we see Timothy explaining what happened to Beverly, mm-hmm. Data and Troy. And mm-hmm. he's, his little hand is holding tight to Data's hand and won't let go. And he's mm-hmm. telling them that like some big aliens came on board and they killed everybody. And for some reason they didn't kill him. and 
somehow a beam fell on him in the process and phaser rifles and all this stuff. And then he just didn't want to talk anymore because he was too traumatized. They're like, okay, that's a lot of stuff going on, which is really scary to tell the enterprise because now they're like, okay, great. We have this new threat. We don't Mm -hmm. even know about going around just Mm -hmm. blowing up ships and dumping them into black clusters. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's a really serious accusation. So now we've got this going on the B plot where we're like, what the F happened to the Vico? And also we've got this boy who just is disengaging from life because as we discover later, his mom worked on the ship as an engineer and his dad worked on the ship as a second officer. So they're both gone. Yeah. And how freaking heartbreaking is that? Mm. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. So his name is Timothy, as it turns out. Um, I think you said that, but like they, you know, he's telling them that they were like boarded by this other vessel. Um, and it's like, that's a really terrifying prospect. And the next thing we see is Picard and Jordy are in main engineering and they're kind of, you know, Jordy is using yet another beautifully clear infographic to show Picard, <laughs> like where the damage is aboard the Vico. He's like, damage is here and here. And like, in case you didn't look out the window or main view screen and see it, but he also pointed out, like Jordy pointed out to Picard, like where timothy's mother's body was found which is down in main engineering and the father was the second officer of the ship so he's most likely like sucked out into space when the when the um bridge like got blasted open Mm -hmm. the thing i will say did you notice the purple laser beam just shooting off into the bulkhead right behind picard well that was the okay so that was the thing that they took onto the ship before they found the boy And that was their data transfer mechanism, which was very, very cool. So they took that big thing. It was like a suitcase sized thing to the Vico and they set up the beam to shoot it at the Vico's computer. So it took all the information It downloaded the information. That's what was happening. I was like, excuse me, do we just have loose laser flyer? (laughs) Like, what is this? The mind's eye where we're just shooting lasers (laughs) off in the hallways. And like, I feel like there be some sort of containment around, like at least like a, like a plexiglass tube or something. Like, you know, I think it's because Picard kind of like packs the suitcase and he's like, let's hope this solves our mystery or whatever. I was like, dude, what do you, don't touch that Picard. Like, I don't think it was supposed to be um, and for that reason, because they were using it for data storage. I don't think it was supposed to be like a cutting laser, like the lasers we usually see on the show that are like yeah. weapons. I think or it was phasers, just like a, yeah. like a light laser. Like a, it was just information through light. Like no info laser. <laughs> it was an info laser. That's what it was. I think you can, you know, touch it, grab it, lick it. It's not going to hurt you. It didn't seem like a cutting type of thing. If anything, it just maybe it'll just make you smarter. Maybe it'll yeah. just make you a little smarter. But it has to it. hit the right spot or it will do nothing. It will do nothing. So that that was my picture of it. And I actually really like that idea because back then in the nineties, CDs had just, you know, were just coming on the market, replacing floppy disks and CDs were being, you know, they work through reading light and information or something like that. I don't know. And stuff. Yeah. And science. And so (laughs) that to me was like where they got the idea of like, oh, in the future, information will be carried through like light signals. That's kind of what I was thinking their connection was of like, oh, like CDs. And like, that's what's going to, that's where we're moving towards in the future. They had no concept of the cloud, which is just so exciting to me, right. Of like data moving through like nothingness, um, which is even safer than this info laser here. But yeah, that's what it was. And I thought that was like a really interesting idea of how they can transfer data manually from one spot to another. Cause I feel like in a previous episode, they used like a flash drive. I mean, it wasn't yeah. a flash drive, but it was there, you know, it was like a little like data isolinear chip or yeah, something that they yeah. like plugged yeah. into something and they picked it up. Do you remember that, that ship that was in the, the, the minefield that drains all your energy. That's what they did yes. on that ship. They like plugged something yes. in and downloaded it. And it was like the video recording logs and then like yes, plugged it back into right, the enterprise. Right. 
So I don't know why they didn't use that, but whatever. So that's what that was. Either either way, I mean, it's props very cool. to the prop department. Yeah. And I just, but see, I didn't catch that part because I kept backing up to be like, is this going to describe, like, we see Timothy talking to like, you know, Dr. Crusher and Troy telling them that the ship was boarded and these people came blasting in and killed everybody. Then the next thing we see is this laser just shooting into the bulkhead of the ship. And Picard <laughs> and Data are talking and I was like, or Picard and Jordy are talking. And I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. What the hell is that? Okay. I'm glad you caught that. Cause I was like, what now? So it looks like, um, whoever attacked the Vico hit the ship with a really powerful, like electromagnetic pulse and knocked out 80 something percent of its data stored. So they're like, we only have little bits and pieces mm-hmm. of like what happened. Um, and data is working with Jordy and he's like thinking clearly about Timothy and he's like, Jordy, have you ever experienced a traumatic event? And I thought one, this is like an appropriate thing to ask in light of the in events the that happened, but two, only data could ask something this blunt, like, Hey, mm-hmm. Cherise, tell me about your trauma. It's like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we learned that Jordy was caught in a fire when he was like five and it was only a couple of minutes before his parents found him and pulled him out. Um, but like, he said that like, it was a while after that, that Jordy would let his parents out of his earshot. Cause he absolutely needed to know that they were there. And Timothy does not have that. Not only did these aliens board this ship and destroy everybody and kill everybody and like fuck up the ship really bad. He is now alone and he doesn't have his parents like to cling to after this mm-hmm. kind of like attack or trauma. Um, and I was like, oh man. Poor Jordy. Like Jordy really kindly put into context like what Timothy is. Yeah. And this feeling. and this story from Jordy was so heartbreaking. And th- he said it was before he got his first visor. So he couldn't even see what was going on. So oh, everything God, around him was on fire. So and he didn't even know where exactly the fire was for him to, or where to, go. to back away yeah. from it or to not go towards it or to not touch something. So he had to just be really still, I'm sure. That's already a terrifying scenario regardless. But then you add into it um, loss of vision. You're not able to see that. Yeah. And you, you can just hear the crackling fire. I mean, that is horrifying. And, and you're mm-hmm. right. Only Data could ask that question. Jordy and Data are so close that, of course, Jordy is going to just be like, I understand. and I'm going to answer you. And he knows there's not there's nothing got weird yeah. coming from this question. And he yeah. even knows like you're asking because of Timothy. Right. So um, in the next scene, we see we see Timothy in school for some reason. Um, that's what i said i wrote (laughs) timothy is in school already doesn't he need like a thousand hours of counseling before he's ready for school like yeah school it it seemed more to me like a summer camp deal because he wasn't like but it did seem structured it seemed structured activities with kids and i was like "Mm." i'm gonna say false like you just survived a major like destructive ship dead parents question marks everywhere Mm -hmm. And now they're like, we know we'll drop you off at daycare. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. No, was, no, 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 it no. It was weird. It was weird. And then it was, like, that was like the only super out of place thing. I was like, mm, everything checks out in this episode except this. <laughs> and then he's like not doing what the rest of the group is doing. He's not on the group plan. He's over there building a castle when everyone else is doing story time. And the teacher's yeah. like, come on, Timothy. And he's like, I'm not finished. And he's doing his castle or whatever. And the teacher looks over at Troy, like, see what I'm saying? And then in the next scene, when, when Troy goes to talk to data about like, maybe he needs your support. She's like, I'm, I'm just so concerned about the behaviors I'm seeing. I'm like, so wait, we were okay with Alexander last week, but, but this week, because he wants to build a castle and his parents just freaking died yesterday, like yesterday, like, yeah, we're concerned with this behavior. I'm concerned that this is his only behavior. 
Yeah. You're Let the kid build the fucking castle. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm expecting him to try to smash stuff, blow up stuff, scream at people. Where's the rest of his behaviors? That's what I'm concerned yeah. about. He just seems way too darn calm for this whole scenario. And now he's on this weird ship with these random people. And he's now he's never seen in his life. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's being forced to go to school with people he doesn't know. What is going I on feel, right now? I feel like <laughs> since you and I have careers in working with kids. We're like, no, no, no to all of this. No, no, all of this is not the way to go. (laughs) All of this is like, where is Troy to be like, wait a second, we're putting the kid in freaking daycare or school or summer camp or whatever this is. Like, this is, this is a parenting fail one-on-one like childcare fail Mm one-on-one. Um, but before Troy kind of storms in Jordy and data are starting to clue Picard into some interesting info. The damaging, the damage patterns on the Vico are keeping with um, disruptors and not phasers. And it looks like by the pattern, it looks like an attack by like a cloaked ship, perhaps maybe the Klingons or the Romulans, but we're really far away from both home worlds. And data says perhaps the Breen, like this seems to follow their attack pattern, which I went cool. A new alien. Do we ever see the Breen in Star Trek? I don't know. I hope we do. I don't know. I haven't seen like every iteration of Star Trek since TNG, but I was like, how awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm so sick of like traveling this whole mother effing quadrant. And we only (laughs) run into the Klingons and the Romulans and sometimes the Ferengi. Like there's gotta be more, right? So I was like, Breen, who are you? Yeah. Um, Cool name to another super cool name. Breen? Hell yeah. That's a cool alien name. But also like no phaser rifle residue or transport pattern residue shows up in scans. they're like something something isn't right here um maybe timothy's not telling the whole truth or could he maybe have imagined it or like you know Mm -hmm. overimposed like something like what's you know sometimes sometimes you look at a picture really quickly and you're like what am i looking at and then after a minute you're like oh it's like oh it's like a cat's paws or something where you're like well i don't my brain doesn't have any context for what's happening you superimpose like what makes most sense to you so Mm -hmm. maybe um And it's right in that moment that they're talking that Troy comes rushing over to Picard and they're like, could he have imagined it? Is he maybe lying? And she's like, I don't know. He's traumatized. Like, yeah, she says, I don't, I don't sense any deception coming from him. So that's the crazy part. She didn't sense him lying at any point, but she says, however, he's traumatized. So all of his emotions are like muted. So who knows what? Yes. He's thinking. Yes. They're all like tingled and jumbled. Um, And she does have this great idea. She's like, Data, you're the only person that Timothy has like imprinted with this whole time. And by this whole time, she means the whole nine hours that Timothy has been aboard the ship. (laughs) So what Timothy needs most of all is to be with somebody he trusts. And that is Data. So I'm going to say, Data, maybe you should spend more time with this kid. Um, And Picard was like, cool, do that. Like, because... We don't know what happened to the ship. We need to figure out what happened to the ship. And this kid is the only survivor. So we need to make him feel as comfortable as possible to get some kind of answers mm-hmm. because what he's saying is not consistent with like what our scans are right. telling us. But something went down because the Vico's destroyed and everyone's dead. And we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to yeah. know what happened to them. And also, for some reason, we're going to go into the black cluster ourselves. So we potentially yeah, could be in the like, exact Matt- same danger <laughs> in like five minutes from now. So if you get him to open up, that'd be great. How many times now has the Enterprise D found a ship that's all fucked up and gone, I know, let's just go right into the let's same investigate. space. <laughs> yeah, let's get cl- let's get a closer look at this. 
No, no. You have long range scanners. Mm -hmm. You can still send messages home to earth. Stay the fuck away from clusters, nebulas, strings, threads, (laughs) and all of that. Stay away. I can see you from here. Let's just get long range scans. That's all we need. We already have you know the what? Vico's like you box. Know what? Get you're that right. Away. You're right. And as you said that, you're right. You're what you're reminding me of is in this episode, they actually did try to do that. They did do long range scans. They were like, nothing's showing up. Short range scans. That's nothing true. You're right. Now that you're you mentioned right. that, I'm like, oh, they did actually try all the things we're telling them. Like, why didn't they try? They tried. <laughs> none of the things okay. work because none of those things work in a black cluster. So they were like, if Apparently. there's some ship in here blowing up our ships, we need to know about it and take it down. Yeah. Um, so they, so which, they which is in. true, which yeah. is true. Everything I've just said has been rendered invalid. <laughs> As you were talking about, I was like, wait a minute. Didn't they, that sounds familiar. Yes. But normally about bulkheads. Yeah. But normally they don't do any of that. <laughs> normally they're just like, let's go. Woo. Yeah. Like Dora the Explorer or something. Normally they just jump on in there. Everybody pack your kids in the playroom and let's go. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alexander is out bouncing around somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, yeah. So it's data does go to see Timothy and he's still working on this like structure, which looks a lot like an ancient Greek, like a Parthenon, like the mm-hmm. Acropolis kind of thing, Acropolis. And, um, it's pretty impressive. And he's like, Data, what do you think? And I was like, never ask Data if these pants make you look fat, buddy. Yeah. Never. Well, you can ask him. You just have to clarify your question, which Data said, do you want the truthful? Um, do you want an honest answer to that question? Mm-hmm. And of course, because Timothy doesn't know any better, he's like, yeah, but he should have said, no, lie to me, Data. Yeah. And Data would have been like, it's amazing, Timothy. It's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Right? Like you yep. just have to be really specific. Don't ask him if you look fat in these pants, if you really want to know. Yeah. Yeah. If you just had some in and out and you're like, gosh, I'm feeling kind of fat. Let me put on my pants and have him check for me. It's like this, maybe know thyself. Yeah. And know thy data. (laughs) Don't ask. (laughs) Wow. We've got info laser and we've got know thy data. I mean, we're just like pointing phrases left and right here. Yes. Thank you. T-shirt companies for picking it up and making what we need. (laughs) because <laughs> we're not going to do it. No. So yeah, Timothy is like, I can't do anything right. Kind of smashes it. And I love that data says you are making an unwarranted extrapolation. And I was like, well, nice touch data. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Read the room, buddy. He Read wasn't wrong though. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. He wasn't. <laughs> it was a really Android way of saying you're overreacting. You are making an unwarranted extrapolation, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like the next time I have an argument with somebody, maybe I should say that. Bust that out. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. But he does smooth things over with Timothy. Um, he gets called away. So he has to leave. But as he's leaving, he kind of stops and looks back and sees Timothy looking all sad next to his little it's, smash thing. And he yeah. was like kind of sort of trying to rebuild it. And Data had told him, you're not you're not using the right. So you're build up the sides before you put on the top. That's what's going on here. And mm. before they could do it together, Data gets called away and he's just like, well, Timothy got to go. And I thought he was just going to walk out. And I was like, dang, that's cold. But he is an android. Right. Like not really cons- just like Worf did with Alexander last week. Like, oh, yeah. sorry. I cut someone's calling me. Got to go stay here. Mm-hmm. Bye. Like we're done mm-hmm. with the conversation. I'm not even going to tell you when we're going to speak again. I thought that's what he was going to do, but he stopped and turned around and was like, okay, he walked back, finished the entire building in super data speed in like one. Second. I love that. And you just see, yeah, you just see Timothy with this huge grin on his face, watching data wow. work. And then he finishes and he's like, how'd you do that? And he's like, well, I'm an Android. My, I'm, I'm very, what he said something like I'm stronger or faster or something like that than a human. Yes. Yes. And I exceed like human capabilities yes. in most ways or something exactly. kind of like yeah, that. My, yeah. my physical capabilities exceed human restraints or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow. And he's like, 
all right, I must go now. And he leaves. And Timothy's so happy because the thing's all done. And I just thought, man, like parenting win. Like, way to go, Data. Like, yeah, you didn't just yeah. walk out. You weren't like on my way and just walked Later, away from him. Yeah. You stopped, finished interacting with him, and then left to show him that mm-hmm. he matters. It's not that your job's more important than him. He matters as well. But yeah, you mm-hmm. have to go to your job and you'll come back when you can. I just, I thought that was a beautiful touch. And that yeah. was the moment that Timothy was like, you exceed human. Okay. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Well, not only that, but one of the things that they had talked about in Timothy's quarters, which my question is, why does this kid have quarters on his own that he's just left to his own devices? Like an adult, this is really weird to me. Like maybe let's keep some adults that are like safe nearby or something. It's just like, all right, Timothy, we'll drop you off at your house later. It's like, okay, this kid has probably never lived alone because he's always had parents. And now he's just completely alone yeah. and is like so I, I some get kind of having like foster home situations some kind something. of like foster quarters that they have on the ship something like just like a you know maybe like a parentish figure down the hall or in an adjoining suite or something I don't know but I was like why does this kid have a room all by himself after everything he's just gone through you don't know him or his history at all he could be violent he could hurt himself or others like you don't know so maybe not put him in school right away and maybe not don't give him his own apartment right off the bat, but whatever. But one of the things that they were talking about in that room was that data doesn't feel emotion. And he was like, Timothy was like, you can't feel any emotion. Like you can't be happy or sad. And data was like, no. And then when he left, he data speed, like put the, you know, the castle together or the, the structure. And I think that's when like the block started falling into place for Timothy, where he's like, you're better than humans and you can't feel sad. This is awesome. And he goes to the mirror and he starts like mimicking the words and phrases that data said and doing the little head jerks. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote poor kid, poor kid. Like, and that's when my rant started. And I was like, who the F left this kid alone in his own quarters. <laughs> he doesn't have any parents, but for fuck's sake, like he's been through a horrific experience. He's lost everyone. He's the sole survivor of whatever just happened. Mm-hmm. And he's a minor. Like, what is yeah. this? That's what I wrote in my It's notes. like a lot. It's a lot. Cause it's not like it's he just lot. lost his parents, which that one thing would be enough, but you're right. He's the sole survivor of a ma- major catastrophic event. His ship was blown up. He was pinned under a beam for days left mm-hmm. for dead. He was rescued by an Android. There's a lot of stuff going on right now in this kid's world. Yeah. And he, all of this happening while this kid's like nine, like that's just a lot of stuff happening. Not a lot of coping mechanisms in place for stuff like that. Cause stuff like that doesn't happen to people like yeah. their whole lifetimes. They don't go through it, just one yeah. of those items. So you're absolutely right. Um, we need to revamp our policies on the enterprise <laughs> when it comes to minors. Um, we need to, yeah, they should there not all have be, their own quarters. No, <laughs> they're probably, full apartments. Probably not. Um, so we cut to the senior meeting that gets more info about the black cluster. And as we said, science, um, but they need to enter the black cluster to get more info about what happened to the Vico. Cause apparently, you know, since the EM pulse took out most of their information cells, like they only have like scattered bits and pieces of information. So they can't make a complete picture of like what happened. Um, and they're like, okay, well, we got to go into the black cluster. Then it's like, wow, that doesn't sound foreboding in the least, right. but all right. Um, and what could go wrong? wrong? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's proceed with our plan full speed ahead. Everybody. It's going to be great. Punch so Troy comes, yeah. <laughs> Troy comes to pick up Timothy from his own apartment, um, for counseling <laughs> and he's acting like an Android now. And Did he's you see his cute little color block sweater. 
I was just going to say, oh, I was like, did you notice that, that Timothy sweater. changed his outfit to look like Data's uniform? Yes. It's the same colors as Data's uniform. And then I rewound, which is a term, a blast from the past term, but I buffered back and I was looking at, <laughs> I clicked and dragged or whatever. And I looked back to like what he was wearing when he was building that structure in his quarters. And it was like a green jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And now he's wearing this yellow and black one that looks like a kid's cosplay, like a kid's Halloween costume of like a, uh, security data officer. like yeah security officer yeah mm-hmm. and i was like oh my that god was a great like touch like that, that to me was genius. costuming mm-hmm. amazing i want that sweater um, i love it i want that outfit so he's changed his outfit he's telling troy i'm a i am an android now and she um, handled it beautifully don't you think she just she was, was like, like you oh, are really since when tell me more like nothing yes. was like timothy you know what i mean like i i thought she handled that really really well she did it better than I would have. I would have been same, like, same. You're you're not though. Like, but you're not, you know, but also that's why she's a counselor and we're not because true. she very understood true. that like <laughs> this kid is in a very precarious place and like unraveling his reality it's no matter how help. warped mm-hmm. is not going to help anything and possibly make things worse. Um and so counselor Troy does go to report to Picard and she says that this term is called enantio I need to practice this one. An antiodromia. So this term is called an antiodromia, which I looked up because I was like, that's cool. It's a Greek word that means a running counter to. So um, the philosopher um, Heraclitus used it to refer to the um, tendency for one thing to turn into its opposite. So that's an actual psychological term. But the underlying trauma is still there. He's just found a new way to suppress it. So now he doesn't want to be human. So he has like become the opposite of human because that's safer. It suppresses the trauma, even though it's still there. Like, and she says this, like this condition will last as long as he needs it to, Mm -hmm. which I was like, oh, wow. That sheds a lot of light on like so many things. That's like, wow, that makes sense. He's like created this like false narrative for himself to help like suppress what he doesn't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds a lot like Alexander from last week, to be honest, like Alexander didn't create like a false identity, but mm-hmm. it was like, you're just kind of like, you're finding a way to suppress your feelings or like create a new reality to explain. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like these two, these two episodes actually back uh, bookend each other pretty well. Um, so yeah, but Troy, I agree. Troy does say like, we need to have answers about the Vico, but like now is not the time to confront him about what happened because he's in this like suppressive trauma state. So you're not uh, going to get a lot of answers out of him right now. So, no. and, and I love Picard's response too, where he's like, all right, well, data, you make him the best Android he could possibly be. Yeah. I mean, he was, he just jumped on board. He was like, well, we would let, we need to get answers from Timothy, but if we literally can't right now, we're just going to do what we would have done if we didn't have Timothy. We're going to do the same things we were going to do anyways, right? We're going to still go in. We're going to do our sensor sweeps and all the stuff. We just would love some insider info because we are going into extremely dangerous situations. So um, Data takes that to heart and he's like, all right, I'm going to help Timothy become the best Android possible. And then ensues this Mm. super adorable, like, father-son kind of situation of like Data brushing his hair so it looks more like an Android, like Data's hair and just like, telling him what what androids do and don't do and i love just throughout the episode how timothy opens up to data about what's going on in his world and Mm -hmm. like asking data have you ever felt this have you ever experienced that and just 
all these just really have you ever had sweet nightmares? moments. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been scared? Like, oh my gosh. Like it's just, it's so, it always just surprises me and breaks my heart when a kid asks me stuff like that. Like, have you ever had a nightmare? Or when they say like, have you ever been scared? Or have you ever been afraid to talk to boys or stuff like that? And mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, honey, you know, yeah. like, of course. And the answer to that is all the time. Yeah. The answer have to all the cried? stuff is all like, the time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the answer is yeah. yes. But as a little kid, you're like, but they're grownups. Like maybe that, you know, they just skipped childhood or something. Um, so I just thought it was, which data actually did. So that was really sweet that the two of them are just like, just bonding and spending time together, painting together, just going well, on little the, trips together. The whole ship clearly got the memo that Troy sent out because in sick bay, Dr. Crusher needs to run like, you know, more follow-up tests on Timothy. And she treats him like an Android during his checkup. She uses the same language she would use when running a diagnostic on data. She absolutely gave him the thing that he needed at the time. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so cute. It was really sweet. It was very kind. Um, I think the kindness was overwhelming to me where I was like, you know, this is not like going to solve all his problems, but you know that this is what he, like, he doesn't maybe even need to hear that. You could tell him like, yeah, your, you know, blood pressure looks fine, but like you're going above and beyond to give him that little extra. And Mm -hmm. that means so much. Yeah. Um, so into the black mass, they go. Into the black cl- uh sorry, into the black cluster they go. And the ship starts rocking around. And Worf is like, there's a ship. Wait, it's gone. Wait, there's another one. It's gone. Wait, there's another one. And I love that Riker, the chief scientist of the whole team, is the one that has the answer. He's like, the black cluster must be distorting our sensors. It's picking up echoes of the enterprise bouncing off the wave fronts. And I was like, when did you get your fucking PhD in this, buddy? This like <laughs> now you know why they keep offering him his own command. He's got these hidden talents. We don't know. It's like, it's like Troy being a linguist and also a <laughs> hypnotist. Riker's also just like a physicist. He's it's all in there. It just it needs was, the right moment to tap, to take it out. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, there isn't a woman to like seduce right now. Let me pull out like my physics PhD and tell you <laughs> that the black, you know, the black cluster is distorting our sensors and it's picking up echoes of the enterprise bouncing off the wave fronts. And they're like, Oh, okay. Okay. Checks out. And I was like, huh? But all right. Sounds legit. I just didn't expect that coming from, <laughs> from Riker, but you mm-hmm. know what you go Riker, you have lots of tools in your tool belt. Okay. That's fine. Um, I actually kept expecting Timothy to like jump onto the bridge and be like, oh my God, it's happening again. Turn around or something. Mm-hmm. But like, as the ship is being rocked around, Timothy's in school and Data and Troy are observing. And I was like, nobody else is feeling this. Like does school, listen, when you go into a black cluster and the ship is being rocked around, maybe school is canceled. Everybody go to your oh, quarters. Girl, they can't cancel school every time the ship starts rocking around. They would never have school in the Enterprise. which maybe they shouldn't is all I'm saying, but okay. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) If you can't enact basic safety protocols when danger happens and you're in danger always, like maybe that's not a thing. Okay. You know what? (laughs) I'm just kicking a dead horse at this point. So hard. It's like glue. Um, But Troy is like, listen, maybe data. If you talk to Timothy about your own fascination with humanity, it may help him want to become like a human boy again. And it was like, oh, wow, Troy starts to become like... She's on fire. She she is on fire. And this is the beginning of Troy on fire that lasts until the end of the series. And this was actually spoken to... This was spoken to um, by some of the writers who were like, 
we kind of all hated Troy because of obvious reasons, right? Like we loved the actress, but we hated the character. So we were like, no, no, no. Let's like go into like some real research on psychological trauma and what all the stuff that she normally has to deal with. Dang, in it her took job. season five to come to that. Resol- well, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they A did. Because the she crushed five. it. She's yeah, crushing she, it in this episode. She was like, help him be an Android if that helps him now help him like lead him back around to like loop around to wanting to be human. And it is perfect because Timothy isn't forced to do any of these things. He, he gets there on his own for a path that data led down for him that Troy led down for data. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, God, this is great. Like it was wonderful. It was Mm -hmm. helping the boy make decisions that he thought was his own idea in the first place. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was really well done as far as um, making sure Timothy got what he need to kind of go through the grieving process he needed to go through. Cause he still hasn't yeah. grieved at this point. He's still just nope. avoiding all of it. And I don't blame him. It was horrible, but mm-hmm. um, they're helping him to go through the path that he needs to go through, which is super duper cool. So um, data does exactly that Data's They go to 10 forward and Timothy shares a really yummy drink with data. And he's like, okay, data, what do you think? Do you like it? And data goes into this whole thing about like, basically I can understand and comprehend the the sensations of these chemicals on my tongue, but that's mm-hmm. it. I cannot actually enjoy it. And that's when Timothy starts mm-hmm. to go, wait a minute. You mean androids aren't better at everything? And data's like, no, like, I, you know, and yeah. Timothy's like, but still, we're, we're still better than we're still better than humans because at least we can't feel bad. So like, maybe, you know, that, like, at least we have that. And then data counters with you know, I would risk feeling bad at times if it meant that I could taste my dessert. It's kind of like just such a simple thing of like, you're sitting here enjoying this drink and I can't like, it's a simple, tiny little Mm -hmm. thing. And you add up all the simple, tiny little things that you can do as a human that bring good and bad, but you're missing out on all the good if you just want to avoid the bad. And I thought that was really powerful and like such a kid-friendly way to explain it too. Very kid-friendly way of explaining like, you don't want to feel sad or bad. Nobody wants to feel those things. But if you're going to turn off everything that makes you human and like lose all of the positive experiences that life has to offer for the occasional bad or sad feeling, it's just not worth it. And yeah. that really, and I love that like data is not a pusher because that's just not in his programming, but he didn't push that idea. He just said it very simply And it was just enough for Timothy to be like, oh, you know, um, which was like really impactful. Now in the black cluster, the main team is finding that phasers and sensors are equally useless. And as data and Picard chat about possibilities, they're like, it might be time to bring Timothy to my ready room because they realize that cloaking is not possible either. So they couldn't have been disruptors being fired from a cloaked ship because the disruptors wouldn't work and the cloaks wouldn't work. Yes. Yeah. So which was actually a good thing about going rushing into the black cluster (laughs) where they were like, ah, we wouldn't have known this didn't work if we weren't here Mm -hmm. trying it. Mm -hmm. So Timothy gets brought to the ready room and in the nicest way, they're like, Timothy, buddy, are you sure you were boarded? Because... Are you just, are you sure? Cause we don't want to insinuate. And he's like, we were attacked. We were like instant defense mm-hmm. where you're like, Oh, uh-oh. suddenly he turns it to Alexander. Right. You, you guys hate me. You all hate me. Bah! Yeah. 
yeah, I was like, oh shit. And Data says the perfect thing where he goes, Timothy, androids do not lie. And Timothy's like, it was me. I did it. I killed them all. And I was like, okay, it's time to maybe confine him to quarters. He already has his own. So that should be pretty easy. Like he's supposed to guard out. You front. didn't want to hear the That's story, fine. Andrea. All you need well, was no, a confession. Because it, cut, because it cut to commercial. So when it cut to commercial, I was like, okay, we're going to just go ahead and put you somewhere safe. in the brig. But he, yeah. Um, but Timothy does break down after commercial and tells the story of what happened aboard the Vico. He thinks like his arm hit the computer panel and caused the ship to like break apart. Yeah. Cause the ship was shaking really violently. He lost mm -hmm. his balance. His arm hit one of the computer panels Mm -hmm. and then the ship exploded and the beam fell down on him. And he was like, Oh no, it was whatever I touched made the ship blow up. I killed everybody. And that's why I was afraid to tell them that, it was basically this is the Simba effect. Okay. Yeah. You've ever watched Lion King where Simba's father dies. Spoiler alert, but that's like towards the beginning of the movie. And this, also the movie came out in 94. So we're probably yeah, good. It, this is true. And, um, and Simba's evil uncle convinces him that that was all his fault, that his mm-hmm. father who fell from a cliff because Scar pushed him and then got trampled in a stampede that those two things were Simba's fault for even being there in the first place. Your dad would have never yeah. came out if it wasn't for you. Because you came out, that's why he fell off the cliff and that's why he was trampled in a stampede. So it's like, what? You had to make a yeah. lot of connections to make that his fault, but he yes. was so little that he's just like, you're right, it is my fault and I'm a terrible person. And he left home and never wanted to come back to the pride land because he's the single person responsible for killing his father. And that guilt mm-hmm. haunted him until Scar finally told him the truth. But it's so crazy because as an adult, he could have figured out the truth at some point that, wait a minute, how did I cause a These stampede? These things don't, yeah. You know, but like, yeah. he, because it was when he was a kid. So all that to say is that this, this little kid, Timothy is having the Simba effect right now. Had they not had this conversation with Timothy, he would be a 35 year old man thinking he killed everyone on the Vico, mm-hmm. afraid to go on yeah. spaceships, afraid to touch computer panels or who knows what. Yeah. And not even knowing the origin of that was from a total misunderstanding of what really happened. And so I love how they break this down in this scene and they, all three of them, Troy, Data and Picard keep going, I'm sorry, but that's, that's not, I'm not sorry, actually. I'm, I'm sorry that you thought that, but it's mm-hmm. not possible. Computers have safety features. You have to type in a code, a user code, an authorization code in order for any mm-hmm. of the buttons to do anything. Mm-hmm. So just touching a button wouldn't do anything. You could touch yeah, all the buttons best, on the whole ship. At best, yeah. At best, he could have replicated some hot cocoa. Like, That's right. At best. Or got it to go, eh, eh, sorry, please input code. That's the most yeah. you could do. But there's yeah. no way possible. You could push every button on the ship. There's no way you could yeah. hurt anything. And then yeah. he just kind of was like, Ugh. and I'm like, oh my gosh, you just freed that kid, kid from a lifetime of guilt. Yes. Yes. Where it's like, that actually isn't possible that you could have done this. Thank God. Cause you're right. Had they not had that talk with him, he would have spent his life believing that because it made sense in his kid world. Yeah, it made that total that's sense. I pushed a button and this thing fell on me. I must've caused that. And it's like, no, no, you hit a panel a with your arm as the ship was coming apart. So those two things happened kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, one did not cause the other. This wasn't a cause and effect. So the ship starts to rock a lot more. And Timothy's like, this is just how it was when it started on the Vico. And we're like, oh shit. Oh Mm -hmm. shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And this field intensity is building and building and building. And I like that they keep Timothy actually on the bridge with data. Cause they're like, you're the only person who experienced this already. Maybe you can give us some clues. And he's like, I don't think I know anything or something like that. Yeah. Cause he's like, I I told you everything I know. Like I don't know anything. But it's amazing that like it did end up working because at one point, you know, somebody on the bridge was like, 
we need to reroute power to like more shields, more shields. And that's when you start unlocking memories where Timothy's like, wait, that's what they were saying aboard the Vico, like more shields, more shields. And Data has an idea and he starts data speeding at the computer, right? Like, like all these buttons at once, reading a shit ton of information at once. And these waves keep hitting the Enterprise and they keep getting bigger and bigger. And the shields keep getting hit. So they keep trying to increase the shields and they get hit and they increase the shield. So they're taking power from all over the ship, rerouting to the shields because these waves keep intensifying and smashing into the ship. So at their their very last day, and and you just hear Picard going, LaForge, come on, LaForge, what's what's going on? And LaForge is like, all right, the only thing I can think of the last line of defense is for us to reroute warp power into the Mm -hmm. shields. We will put every bit of power we have into the the shields, from the engines into the shields. And that's, and we don't have anything greater than that. So if that can't protect us, we're boned. And as he, he mentions that, um, Timothy can hear because everything's over the loudspeaker, you know, comm badges. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, Oh yeah, that's what they said too. They said warp power to shields. And you're just like, ah, like he's saying this is exactly what happened to the Vico yeah. step by step. Like, take a different direction. Like this yeah, is so go scary. do something else. Meanwhile, he was like, yeah, hyperspeed. And you're like, oh shit. Then he stands up and he goes, Captain, drop the shields. And Riker and Picard, I love when they shoot this from behind the shoe horse arch of the bridge. Yeah. Where they both stand up and turn around, like, what did you just say? And he goes, drop them and i was like oh damn like daddy data just stepped in to be like (laughs) stop this now right like no time to explain drop it right and it's like oh shit so they drop those shields like two seconds before they drop them here's my here's my problem with this scene oh before data says drop the shields they let us know that we have 15 seconds before the wave front hits us okay Mm -hmm. 15 seconds 15 seconds went by with me saying the words 15 seconds. Like that's how short that is. <laughs> so that's how much time they have. And Data's like, drop the shields. And Riker's like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? That's suicide. And then Picard's staring down Data. And then they're thinking about it. And he's like, drop it. And they're like, okay, fine. I'm like, 15 seconds has come and gone. You In yes. this scenario, Data, you have my permission to drop the shields on behalf of mm-hmm. the entire enterprise mm-hmm. and save everyone's lives. We don't have time override for conversation. that bad boy. Yeah, we don't have, he can override anything, like override it. We don't have time for conversation, for back and forth. We don't have time for stare downs. We have 15 seconds. So, you know. You're right. You are right. Because you know what I mean? he also, there was also the, like, the moment between Picard, when Picard looks at Worf and gives him the nod and Worf is like, I don't know about this. And then hits the button. It's like, wow, we're at negative 95 seconds at That's this point. That's what I'm saying. This ship, poor Timothy is going to be pinned under another I-beam being like, I feel like I've seen this before. Like Not everybody's even, it would have been a big bite taken out of the bridge and yeah. they all would have been sucked into space. They would have all been sucked into space. None yeah. of that happened. At apparently one second left in the fifteen sec- longest 15 seconds in the history of the world, um, <laughs> the shields drop and the wave dissipates. And there's just like yes. a gentle little rumble that rocks the ship. And yeah, all like a little well. rock. And then you're so, like, <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Uh, Dr. Riker again gives us his PhD dissertation on this. And he's like, the harmonic amplification effect was taking place. I think it was Riker. The more energy they dumped into the shields, the worse and worse the wave front got. And I was like, mm, okay, that checks out. And I feel like we've seen this before, but all right, cool. The old harmonic amplification wave front thing. Got it. The last wave would have torn the ship apart as they were pulling like shields directly from the warp drive. Here's my question about the Vico. 
the last wave that hit the Vico took a bite out of the, like the shields failed and the hole breached all on the bridge. Mm-hmm. But the bridge does not control all the like life, you know, like life support or anything right. like that. Like, the rest of the ship would have just been like sealed off by emergency bulkheads. And like, they would have just been like adrift. Like, why was everybody else dead? But everybody else was like, like Timothy, when they, remember when they first beamed on, people were like underneath those beams. Like they found bodies underneath the beams. So it was the actual ship, like Getting the actual ship that. being damaged is what killed people. Like the physically uh, things were falling on people and killing people. It wasn't. Um, and then the, only the people on the bridge were sucked into space. No one else was sucked into space, but like the explosions, the fires, the stuff falling down. God, it's more okay. like a really bad it's like earthquake. A big earthquake. Yeah, yeah. Like a really big earthquake. That's exactly what I'm picturing. So okay. that could kill a whole bunch of people just from structural damage. And I think that's what happened is like that. Because remember data when he said, when I move this one beam, everything else that's in here is going to collapse. Yeah. So it just yeah. was, I think things like physically falling on their heads, um, which is awful. Like, oh, it's awful, but all is well. The enterprise is well, they figured out what happened. They figured out that the Vico was destroyed by the Vico. Um, yeah. Only because it was inside the black cluster. Had they dropped shields, which is a totally counterintuitive thing to do. Mm-hmm. They would have been totally fine. Um, and I yeah. think we have seen this before, but I can't pinpoint the episode off the top. Of my yes. Head. It's, so- it feels like, the ship that was caught adrift and was getting energy sucked out of it. Like oh, the yeah, more the energy they earlier. put. Yeah. yeah. The one, I think it was like the more energy they put into propulsion to try to get out the less, like they had to basically do like a, a, a hard a reset. They had to do like yeah. an impulse power slingshot out of the something. Science. Yeah. Something like that. So it was just, you know, it's the same type of thing. Like the more energy you put into it, the worse it got. Um, so Ensign, get us out of here. Impulse speed. Fine. Off they go. Now in the schoolhouse, Timothy is back. It's nice to see he's dressed and combed as he was in the beginning and still feeling a great deal. Yeah. And stealing, still feeling a great deal of pain. And I was like, then why is he in school? Yes. All the kids are happily singing row, row, row your boat. It's super cute. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I am a teacher, but I don't always love hearing kids sing. Like that's not always a great sound. However, I thought this was really sweet. Like this row, row, row your boat was really sweet. It was they like were so all cute. harmonizing. It was they really were, cute. Yeah, they were harmonizing. And the looks in their faces, they were so happy. And then you like see little Timothy in the corner who's like, row your stupid boat, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why are yeah. we subjecting him to row, row, row your boat right now? Like mm-hmm. this is not the time for sing-alongs. But yeah, um, yeah. so he looks super sad. And it's it's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. Yeah, and like... Data and old Timbo talk, and he feels kind of silly for like trying to be an android. He's like, I just, I just, I don't want to feel bad. And it's like, well, you're going to, and it's okay. And like, you're going to be fine. So we know that he's going to be okay. Surely there's some grandparents somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's, the, that's the typical thing. We got some grandparent or great, great aunt. There's always someone, someone, there's somewhere. someone there. But yeah. what I loved in this kind of final conversation between Data and Timothy, besides the fact that it was just dorbs. Um, was the fact that it there was. was like, no, there was no judgment, no shame. Like Timothy's now feeling no. kind of silly for having pretended to be an Android, but no one else feels silly. No one else yeah. thinks he's silly. And he, he kind of turns to data and he's like, can we still build stuff together? Can, can we still hang mm-hmm. out sometimes, even though I'm not really an Android, like as if data only wanted to be friends with him because he was pretending to be an Android. And Data's like, I have many human friends, which is so funny because all his friends are human. He doesn't have any other, or I guess humanoid. No, like they're all humanoid. Yeah, friends. they're all humanoid. Yeah, um, yeah. And he says, I'd be pleased to count you among them. And I just thought that was really, really, really sweet. And that was so a sweet cute. Ending, yeah. And like, 
Timothy still has a friend and data asked, uh, Troy asked data earlier, like, how do you feel about Timothy no longer being an Android? Cause it was kind of like for a moment you had this like person in your corner who was like, yeah, one of you, like one of you, you, how do you feel to kind of go back to being isolated? And of course, data in data fashion is just like, I feel nothing. So you're like, okay, but I'm sure there was some sadness. So he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure there was some like- data version of sadness. Like if, if Timothy had been shuttled off, like right then and there, like grandparents came to get him at the end of the episode, data would definitely be like, I miss his sensory input. That's what I think. Yes. Yeah. I think like the, the whole show for this week ends with the enterprise just gliding off towards the stars. And in my mind, You've got a friend in me from Toy Story who's playing. I was like, oh, super cute. Uh, so what are your final thoughts on hero worship? Uh, my final thoughts was that this episode was so sweet and heart ro- heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so glad that the A plots and B plots aligned. This was just a beautiful, yeah. wonderful episode. What about you? I agree. I initially was like, oh, I wish the A and B plots had been swapped like last week, but I was like, mm, but there really wasn't enough meat on the bone with the Vico thing to be like, they did all their due diligence. They had a meeting in the observation lounge. They were talking about shit at the science station on the bridge. They showed some cool infographics. They did trial and error and they found their way out. Like there really wasn't too much more. It really was more about Timothy. Um, it felt like a really good season five, like solid season five episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one of the writers on the team, Michael Piller, remembered, quote, data has always been emulating human behavior. And here a human is emulating Android behavior. And one of the goals of the script was for data to appreciate more of what he is and who he is. And that there is something to learn from and appreciate with him. End mm. quote. And that's from Captain's Logs, the unauthorized complete track voyages. I thought that was kind of sweet. It was a way for data to have somebody in his corner and also for somebody to appreciate like what it's like to be an Android instead of having him want to be human. Um, also a little bit of trivia next week, the episode violations is that one that we talked about a while ago. That's got like the telepathic people mm-hmm. who can like read your mind and something, something and memories and stuff. Yeah. Something like that. But the writers had put that bit in about Jordy's fire trauma because they wanted to work it into like the psychic healing that the telepaths do in next week's violation episodes, but it didn't end up panning out. Um, but yeah, so that was like a little bit, it was supposed to be a little bit of a teaser into mm. like leading into next week, but for whatever reason it got cut, which is you fine. Know, that's interesting because I remember the episode where they find Jordy's mother, Jordy's mother goes mm-hmm. missing. Mm-hmm. And then Jordy goes to like some black hole or planet surface or some is it a black cluster, maybe a black cluster. He goes to show some <laughs> ship that's like in some really inaccessible place. So I think he takes a shuttlecraft and he thinks his mom is on this ship and yeah. he gets on the ship and it's like, I don't remember what it is. It's some it's kind like of mind. ghost images or something. It's like a mind control alien, like some invisible yeah. alien that can control your thoughts and mind. And it makes him think that his mom is on the ship going, Jordy, help me. You have to set me free and all this stuff. And really it's like the alien trying to get out or whatever. Yeah. And, but it pretends to be his mom and everything's on fire. And so as you were talking, oh. as you were talking today, I was like, oh, maybe that's where they got that whole parents on fire with Jordy thing was from this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would have been, that would have been really interesting to throw into next week's episode. But honestly, mm-hmm. there's so much going on in next week's episode that yeah. it didn't need that. And I think it would have taken away from Jordy's trauma, looking at Troy's trauma yeah. in the yeah. next episode. So yeah, I think one, one trauma per episode is a good Troy like ration. having she is on fire this week and next week things go really badly south mm-hmm. for her. The poor thing. Yeah. So guys, but the week after ne- it turns around, woo. 
Does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far yet, but next week we are talking season five, episode 12 violations. Thank you guys so much for nerding out with us um, and pointing new phrases and all that. And um, we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for geeking out with us. Be sure to join the crew at the TNGpodcast.com to be the first to know when we do our live shows or host events exclusively for our members. We'll see you next time.